time for another edition of DJ and the Coach. Tim Lacombe, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Uh, uh, well, I, I haven't torn my Achilles or my ACL recently. I did tear my ACL a long time ago, but that was decades ago. Uh, so, you know, I'm better than uh, Kevin Durant and I'm better than Clay Thompson, but I'm not as wealthy as they're going to be when free agency hits this summer. So, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. What about you? I've been good. I've just running around like crazy, you know, enjoying uh, a little bit of freedom from my past world. Yes, and, uh, don't have to recruit like you did in your days at the Y. Well, just a little different, different recruiting. But um, I know you went on vacation, uh, took the family and a camper up to Yellowstone. Hopefully that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Saw Yogi Bear. Yo, hey, boo boo. Uh, <laughs> hey, boo boo bear. What are you doing? Yeah. But- Yogi. Okay. Oh, look at you. Even when I'm on vacation, I'm keeping track of the NBA Finals. And now that it's all over, was Toronto lucky or were they bold and a deserving champion? You know what? I I would say that uh, certainly there was was a little bit of favor on their side in terms of injury. But the bottom line is they still had to do what they did. And that's, you know, dethrone a team that has won two in a row going for three um, with, you know, arguably one of the top five players in the, in the NBA having uh, really good games and playing well. And, um, and winning three on the road is just uh, terrific. And, uh, it was a, to me, it was a series of, um, you know, just resiliency by Toronto. They just continued to stand up to, to Golden State and answer the bell. And uh, I think that it was a uh, entertaining series. I think, you know, everybody was kind of captivated by it. The injuries put a little bit of a, a dark mark on it, I guess. But uh, I feel like the, you know, the, the Raptors are, are every bit as deserving as anybody that's won it because they did have to go through the regular season and deal with it all and then, you know, find out what, figure out a way to, to uh, knock off a champion. You know, I have a couple th- uh, theories on the injuries, but uh, I never coached basketball. I certainly didn't play it at a very high level. I was a mediocre player. Oh, come on. on. Bat- Don't short yourself. I'm a mediocre player on a bad high school team a long time ago. <laughs> um, I told Ray Giacoletti once, I was talking to him, and he's like, yeah, you playing? I said, Ray, if you'd shown up to recruit me, to recruit a guy in a game I was in, you know, some tournament or something, I said, you would have looked right through me and never had any recollection. And he just started laughing. <laughs> The reality is he probably got up and left. But, you know, that's, <laughs> well, he that's might you he might have liked the kid he was there to see, but he wouldn't care oh, about okay. me. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but I, you know, with Durant and no one, maybe we're just too cynical. No one really believes it was a calf injury. But even Kevin has made it clear that he signed off on going out there. The Warriors didn't put him out there at gunpoint. Um, you know, everyone thought and and watching the original injury. I thought it was an Achilles, and I'm not alone. So then when he goes back out and he hears the Achilles, I'm like, well, yeah, duh. But can you heal? I mean, if you have a partially torn Achilles, if it's you know 20% freight or whatever, can they fix that without it being a massive setback and a long layoff? I mean, once, Man, I, once you've gone I, down I, that road, aren't you down that road, whether you go back out there and completely tear it or not? I, I really, I think so, and, and I think that... Uh... The bottom line is I know that there's been a ton of, of criticism, you know, passed around. And I loved how, uh, you know, Bob Myers actually took the, took the, heat. He took the heat for it. Uh, but in this day and age with all of the tools that we have and and how much of an investment, you know, the, the, the uh, I was going to say universities from past 
experience for yeah. these organizations have at their disposal. I mean, it's just a, to me, it's a, a situation where obviously K- KD wanted to play, um, went through what everybody felt like was uh, precautionary, um, you know, time out. And then, you know, the bottom line is he went out and, and heard it again. I, I just, I, it's an interesting situation going forward because I think once you've done that, and thank goodness I never really had any players through my time as a coach with an Achilles because that is just, but, but I've randomly had friends, you know, that's gone out and played when they probably shouldn't have and they were in great condition and they tore their Achilles. Yeah. And it is a brutal, it's a brutal injury. And certainly it's a, it's a mark on his career going forward because I think you'll always look at KD prior to the Achilles and after the Achilles and it'll be interesting to watch what happens in the transformation of his game. So I assume, although I have been chastised on the air by David Locke, I assume he can get back to being 90% of Kevin Durant. 90% of Kevin Durant is pretty good. Now he won't be as explosive changing directions. The first step won't be as explosive. Ability to elevate around the rim and dunk in traffic, he won't be as explosive. But he's 6'11", and he's got a jumper that is silky smooth. So he never loses that. He's still 6'11", shooting over people. He's still 6'11", when he tries to finish in traffic. He'll, I think he'll have some lift, some... I, I read Travis Hansen's uh, social media stuff about coming back from his Achilles. I don't think it's as bad as it was 15, even 10 years ago when Mehmet Okur did it. I think they've come yeah. a long way. So I think he's still a max player. And while he's, okay, I'll give you, he's no longer one of the top five players in the game. He's still going to be one of the top 20 players in the game. Am I up in the night? No, I, and I don't know that, honestly, I mean, I guess time will tell. I don't know that that you can say for sure that he's not going to be one of the top five because of what you talked about. Just he's still, like you say, 6'11", and still able to play at all three levels. And, you know, it, it's a... It's just too bad that that it happened. Um, it's too bad. I, I was one that thought he was not going to play the Again. rest of the time. Yeah. You know, I, I'd actually made that prediction, uh, which about fifteen other predictions I made were wrong. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, you got to throw it out there. Um, but it, you know, then and then with Clay, Clay last night, instantly sitting in a room full of people watching the game. And when he came down, like the first time, I actually was watching his landing because I saw he kind of got pushed from behind. And I saw right away that I've seen an ACL before, and that was... That was an ACL. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt that was an ACL. I have diagnosed multiple knee injuries off the TV just sitting at home. And PK has wanted to call me out. When Carl Malone got hurt in LA, I said, that's serious. He says, well, they say blah, 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 blah. I said, Carl doesn't show pain. That's a lot of pain. I tore my yeah. ACL. It's a lot of pain. Carl is show no weakness guy. If he does that on the floor, it is bad. He doesn't yeah, just do no that. no question. Because he's the man. Yeah, and Clay's he's tough, got his image. Clay's yeah. tough, too. I mean, his, his teammates right. were so complimentary of him, you know? Last night. So, so, if the Warriors don't have Durant and don't have Clay Thompson, which they're not going to, given the rehab these guys have to go through now, uh, are they still top four in the West? I assume they were, and then I talked to Locke, and he's wondering if they're going to make the playoffs. Well, it's interesting because all we have is a small sample size I without know. those guys. And the sample size is uh, is a little spotty. I mean, they, were, they, they obviously played – well, but then there were those stretches where uh, 
that felt like Steph Curry was the only dude on the floor that could make a basket, and if he didn't do it, they were in big trouble. Yeah. Um, so I would say the sample size over a short period of time and some of those questions, I don't. I wouldn't go so far as to say they won't make the playoffs uh, because I, I think Curry and I think they would figure out a way to you know, right. maybe Be get bad him teams. Have the ball. Yeah, get him the ball more, get more opportunities, yeah. figure out ways to get him open more. But that's just something that, like everything else, is just going to have to be wait and see. We're going to have an NBA Finals next year with two brand new teams. It's been a while since we had that. I guess Miami and San Antonio played in one, and then it was the Warriors and Cleveland the year after. So that's been uh, five years now, because the Warriors have been in five straight. What, what do you what do you think Kawhi's going to do? I think he's going to go to the Clippers. I think he's yeah, always going sure. to Clippers. I know some people thought when he won the title, maybe he'd try and stay and defend it and repeat. And I saw the post-game interview uh, in the arena. Uh, he went to the podium. Then he did Scott Van Pelt. I thought the Scott Van Pelt was the most telling one. But I thought in all of them it was clear that he never committed to staying in Toronto. He never claimed to be interested in repeating. It was about uh, building a foundation for the future. I think he grew up in Southern California. He went to college in Southern California. He was drafted to Texas, so he went. He was traded to Canada, so he went. But now he's got a lot of money. He's got a chance to make a lot more money wherever he wants. And he wants to be back in Southern California, period, end of story. I think there's a 99% chance he's a Clipper, and there's a 1% that it's a crazy universe and something unexpected happens. But I think he's a Clipper. Yeah, it seemed to me, like like you, just his demeanor. And obviously, you can't read a whole lot out of his demeanor because he, he showed a little bit of excitement when they won and realized he had done that and kind of uh, got back to his kind of blank stare. But I, I kind of feel like with you, I think he took this as a huge challenge, but now he's going to pick where he lives and how he lives. And yeah. And L.A. makes a ton of sense. You know, everybody else in the world gets to do it. Why don't athletes? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's frustrating because if you root for a team that's not in Texas, California, or Florida, good luck! Texas, California, and Florida, since the day MJ retired, have won 17 out of 21 championships. Holy smokes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Toronto just got one. Cleveland got one, obviously, with LeBron. Uh, Miami got... Uh, or excuse me, Miami. Miami's in Florida. Hello, I know my geography. Um, Detroit got one uh, when Kobe and Shaq, uh, you know, were fighting, and Carl Malone got yep. hurt, and Gary Payton was there. And yep. I, I'm leaving one out. Oh, Boston. The Celtics got one with the big three. There's your four. There's your four outliers. Wow, that's crazy. So does that change? Um, does that change going forward, or is that just some circumstances? Hey, the Spurs got the number one pick when Duncan came out, and they're a good organization that put good players around them. And the Warriors hit on a couple draft picks, and that powered them. Um, okay, Shaq chose L.A., so you got to deal with that with the Lakers. But that's no different than what the Lakers have done in multiple decades throughout NBA history. And, right. and, and LeBron's super team in Miami. Dallas kind of a one-off, one championship one way or another. Doesn't really matter that much. It's interesting how this will, you know, the, the quote-unquote rent-a-player approach, what this will do, you know, coming up now with I'm gonna vote, like Anthony Davis, right, um, for instance. Yeah, I'm going to vote largely nothing. I know, I know Oklahoma City did it, and they kept their guy. Now, it doesn't seem to win him a playoff series, but they, they kept Paul George. And there's something to be said for, you know, winning 50 games and getting to the playoffs. It's entertaining. Kills a lot of winter nights. Uh, Toronto... <laughs> Um, Toronto it paid off 
But if you're Boston, are you giving up Tatum for a year of Anthony Davis? I mean, it, in a sense, because looking back on, I mean, time, the erosion, giving him up for one year of Kawhi, it was kind of like, hmm. But it is. It's that it makes it very interesting for organizations and for fan bases, for small markets. Um, you know, somehow, some way, the Jazz could figure out a way to get a guy for a year, um, and not really worry about the fact. Hey, they don't like it. They're not going to stay. Well, they're here for a year. Let's see what we can get done. Um, that's just. It's. It's a. It, it just for for it to work. Have worked. Is interesting to see. And you don't think it will be much, but we'll see. So here, if you're the Jazz and you want in on Anthony Davis, I'm going to assume, I don't have any sources here, this isn't me wired in, this is just me watching a lot of basketball and having too much time to think. Unlike you, a bunch of my predictions don't pan out either, so it's not like they're golden all the time. But well, part of it is we make more predictions publicly than most, right? Absolutely, I mean, that is a factor. My a bunch percentage. of people, yeah, I bet you this. Yeah, and we don't get credit. One dude on the golf course. Right? We don't. We don't get credit for the ones we nail. But here's the deal: right. if I'm the Jazz, if I'm Dennis Lindsay, and I call the Pelicans and say, "I'm interested in AD," who do you like? Because I don't want to offer up one of my guys and have that said, so I make them play who do you like. If I'm the Pelicans, I like Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. You're taking yeah. our best player. I want one of your top two players. Right. Now, yep. so now, say, okay, so do we go around a player going forward? Well, Toronto gave up one of their top two players to get Kawhi Leonard. Yep. But they, they were did. getting the better player, and he was one of the top two players in the NBA. I don't think I, I don't think Anthony Davis is one of the top two or three players in the NBA. He's very good. He's top 20. Uh, he might be top 10, uh, but he's certainly not top two or three. So the Jazz wouldn't be getting as good a player. Uh, DeRozan had had a run and had his chances and was getting later in his career. The Jazz would be giving up a younger guy for more years, just like Boston would be giving up Tatum, a younger guy with more years and upside, an unknown upside. DeMar DeRozan did not have an unknown upside. So I don't think you're asking the Jazz and Celtics to do what San Antonio and Toronto what was asked in that deal. That was not what San Antonio asked of Toronto. Well, well, part of it, too, though. I mean, I don't know that you would say last summer that Kawhi is the top I mean, two player in the country. Well, there was doubt because he sat out the whole year. But I think the year before that, if you look at the MVP voting, that's where they put him. I mean, the MVP voters put him there. I didn't do it. Um, Right. But I'm saying coming off the injury. Coming off the injury, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe he won't be healthy. So there was an element of risk there. But Toronto Toronto wasn't gambling a lot of upside. They could keep DeRozan, and they could keep going to the playoffs. Good team, win 50 games win a playoff series or two, and then be disappointed. That's what they were giving up. The Jazz don't know exactly what they're giving up because they got young guys upset. Boston doesn't know with Tatum exactly what they're giving up. You know, is yeah. it Tatum or Donovan Mitchell, could they turn into uh, one of the top five players in the game? Or are they always going to be one of the top 20 or 30? Pretty good, but that's not the same as being top five. You know, you get that little extra bit of stardust on you. Uh, so I think that's a tough... That's a tough thing to say. And if you look at, if you believe what you're hearing from the Lakers and people around the Lakers, like they won't give up Kuzma, but they'll give up. The Lakers have a chance to make this deal because they have more leverage than anybody else has because he's going to go there in a year. And they're like, you can have Brandon Ingram, but you can't have Kyle Kuzma. If they could have, you know, if they were giving up Kuzma, the deal would be done. And, you know, this is a podcast, so depending on when people hear it, the deal may be done, and then they'll know what was given up. But as we tape it, that's the storyline. Well, I I read some things last night, too, that said that Kuzma 
you know, there is some reports that he may possibly be offered up now, you know, that it may have gotten to the point where it was desperation. In, I can't in, remember where I saw that. but yeah. In which case, I would be, think yeah. it's done. Unless, unless they're trying to make deal. Boston sweat it to see because they'd really rather have Tatum. Right. It's an auction, yeah, baby. So, it's an auction. It's an auction. And it is one thing for sure is it changes by the five minutes, I would imagine. It's if, constant just swirl. Okay. Uh, be Kyrie Irving. Put yourself in Kyrie Irving's spot. Here's the deal as we try to figure out where free agents are going. If I'm Kyrie Irving, I was going to go to either New York or Brooklyn and partner with Kevin Durant. But now, although Brooklyn and New York still might write the check for Kevin Durant because he'll still sell a lot of sponsorships and sell a lot of tickets and sell a lot of luxury suites, I'm Kyrie Irving. I've only got so many years at an elite level. I know Durant's not going to play for one year. And that next year back, he may not really be him. I don't want to gamble a year or two waiting if the Lakers trade with the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. I'm now represented by Rock Nation. I'm now going to follow LeBron guys out and, play, and reunite with LeBron and AD in L.A. I think, that's, I think Kyrie's following uh, Davis to L.A. assuming they make the trade. Agree? I, I, would, I would totally agree with that 100%. I think he was... It was KD, and it was going to be those two guys, um, probably with the Nets um, or Knicks. But this throws a major wrench in that. And, right. and Kyrie does want to win. I mean, he wants to win big, uh, but he also wants to be around guys that he knows and feels comfortable with. So I think that that is a. I think that's that's a pretty solid prediction. Okay, so that means the Lakers and the Clippers use up with Kawhi going to the Clippers. Lakers and Clippers pretty much use up their money. So now you've got the Knicks and the Nets, and you've got Jimmy Butler, and you've got uh, Kemba Walker, and you've got uh, you know a lower Tobias tier Harris. Tobias Harris, and then you got a lower tier of free agents behind them because Gallinari isn't resigning with the Clippers because they don't have money. Um, what are the Knicks and Nets doing? Who are they spending a lot of money on? And do guys really, you know, does Tobias Harris really want to go to Brooklyn as the guy or to New York as the guy, or is he open to the Jazz now? Um, I, I would. I would think that the Knicks will will offer somebody that doesn't deserve the money. That <laughs> right, they, right, exactly. I imagine it's probably going to be a train wreck. So Just don't be that it. guy. You and your agent have to be smarter than to be that guy. Unless right. unless you figure, you know what, I'm never going to win a championship in my career, but I'm, I'm going to make, make a couple hundred million dollars, and that's what I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Well, and, and the point I was going to say is, so yeah, I think it comes down to, and I don't know Tobias Harris, but what is most important to him? Is it being in a great situation to win, or is it all about getting paid? And I understand that everybody you know, needs to cover their own butt and make their own life and their own salary. And, but there's, there are certain guys that are willing to take a little bit less for an opportunity to win, and it's just, you know, it's what is that dude made of, what's he about, uh, and that will really tell the tale. So you don't need 150, 200, or 250 million dollars. Take the 60, 80, or 100 million dollars and be somewhere on a better team. Because at the end of the day, what were you going to spend all that money on anyway? Half of it was going to the government, 
Yep. And, and you already right. bought all the gold-plated cars you needed. Now I know you and I, we take the 150 right off into the sunset. <laughs> we're about that check. <laughs> I do wonder at what point you got enough money that you just aren't. I mean, Joe Ingles said it and endeared himself to jazz fans forever. Hey, I'll meet with the jazz first. If they make a good offer, I'll sign. They walked in and said, do you want 50 million bucks? I'm like, hold on. I got to tell some other teams I'm not showing up. <laughs> exactly. 50 is good. What but, am I going to do with 50 million? Well, no doubt it's going to be fun, DJ. We got the we got free agency. We got the draft. Whole off season. There's going to be a ton of moves. Certainly, uh, as fun a time for for us that watch it and cover it as, as really the playoffs, obviously, are the kind of the pinnacle. But um, I would say akin to the, the start of the season, the excitement, this offseason is going to be terrific to watch. It is. All right, it's DJ and the coach. Check out our podcast. We'll be here through the NBA draft, NBA free agency, keeping you up to date. Tim, thanks for a few minutes. Good to talk to you. You bet, man. I hope those mosquito bites from Yellowstone heal. <laughs> I start scratching at them, and then they're all, uh, Nobody wants to hear that. We'll end it here. Thanks, Tim. Goodbye. Yeah,